Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 28th of December. India reported 6358 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, according to the Health Ministry, pushing its active case load to 75456. Yesterday the health ministry said that omicron cases have risen to 653 and at least 186 have recovered the highest number of omicron cases are being reported from maharashtra at 167 followed by delhi with 165 cases kerala at 57 telangana at 55 and gujarat at 49 delhi reported 331 new covid cases one death and 144 recoveries in the last 24 hours with its active case load standing at 1289 Indian Express reported that this was the highest single day spike recorded by the capital since June 9th at the time of recording this podcast chief minister arvind kejriwal announced that new restrictions with a yellow alert will take effect in delhi amid a rise in covid cases adding that a detailed order will be shared soon ndtv reported after meeting with top officials he said and i quote We have stayed above 0.5% positivity rate for more than 2 days. We are enforcing level 1 yellow alert of the graded response action plan. A detailed order on restrictions to be implemented will be released soon." End quote. The graded response action plan or GRAP level 1 or yellow alert kicks in when the positivity rate crosses 0.5% for 2 consecutive days. Today the Central Drug Standard Control Organization approved two more coronavirus vaccines and one antiviral drug for emergency use in India amid the spread of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus Health Minister Mansukh Mandavia announced on Twitter Serum Institute of India's Covovax Biological Ease vaccine Corbivax and United States based pharmaceutical company Merck's antiviral pill Molnupiravir were cleared by the center Health Minister Mansukh Mandavia said and I quote All these approvals will further strengthen the global fight against the pandemic end quote The health minister also tweeted this morning that molnupiravir will be manufactured in India by 13 companies for restricted use under emergency situations to treat adult patients with covid-19 and who have high risk of progression of the disease Global covid-19 cases hit a daily record yesterday causing a huge disruption to the holiday season Bloomberg reported that the highly mutated and most transmissible variant Omicron is fast becoming the dominant strain globally as it evades immunity normally provided by vaccines and previous infections. The 7-day rolling average of cases yesterday stood at about 8,41,000, a jump of 49% from a month ago when Omicron was first identified in southern Africa. AFP reported that 11,500 flights have been cancelled worldwide since Friday. amid a record covid surge globally covid-19 has infected more than 281 million people and caused more than 5.4 million deaths since the pandemic began in december 2019 according to johns hopkins university listeners before i move on from the daily covid updates i want to bring your attention to a video report published recently on our website newslaundry.com Arib Hashmi captures the distress and panic that characterized the early months of the year in a documentary titled Providing Dignity in Death: A Day in the Life of a Covid Volunteer. The film is a chronological account of a day in the life of a 60-year-old who tried to help families in times of tragedy. Do head over to our website and watch the documentary. 
while you're on our website, you can also check out a ground report that I did regarding street children in Delhi and their invisibilization in policy. I look at the schemes in place that target street children and the data associated with it. It was shocking but not surprising to learn that there was no data regarding street children who had benefited from the policies in place, as they did not constitute a separate category. To know more, read my report titled Visible on the Streets, Invisible in Policy, A Long Wait for Help for Delhi Street Children. This report, however, is behind the paywall, which means you need to be a subscriber to read it. So go ahead and become one. Do your bit to support independent media. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Medical services in Delhi could be hampered for at least two days, as several doctors' organizations extended their support to the ongoing strike today. To protest the delayed college allotments after the National Entrance Come Eligibility Test, or NEET, Postgraduate Medical Exam, Scroll reported. The demonstrations were announced after the Delhi police used force against doctors yesterday evening, who were protesting the delay in counselling after the NEET exam. More than 2,500 resident doctors were reportedly detained at the Saroji Nagar police station while they were heading towards Union Health Minister Mansukh Mandavia's house. Twitter was flooded with videos and pictures of them being dragged and thrashed on the roads. The protests had started in November after the Supreme Court, on October 25th, said that NEET counselling will not start till it examines the validity of the government's decision to introduce reservations for the other backward classes and the economically weaker sections in the All India Quota for medical courses. The Federation of Resident Doctors Association thus claims that this delay in new admissions to medical colleges has increased workload in hospitals. Protests have intensified in the last week due to the resident doctors' concerns over the delay leading to an acute situation amid the rise in coronavirus cases in the country. In a letter to the Union Health Minister, the Resident Doctors' Association of AIMS said that its members would stop all non-emergency work today if no concrete steps are taken. They additionally threatened to hold a token strike, including shutdown of all non-emergency services tomorrow, which is Wednesday, if the government failed to provide an adequate response on the delayed need counselling. In a letter, the AIMS doctor's body said, and I quote, It's high time for the government to release a report of what has been done till date and what are the government's plans moving forward for expediting need PG counselling, end quote. Yesterday, Pakistan summoned a diplomat from the Indian High Commission in Islamabad to talk about their concerns about the call for violence against Muslims at an event in Haridwar last week, Indian Express reported today. In a statement, the Pakistan Foreign Ministry said, and I quote, Today, the Indian Charged Affairs was summoned to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Islamabad, and asked to convey the government of Pakistan's serious concerns to the government of India over the widely reported open calls by Hindutva proponents for carrying out genocide of Indian Muslims, end quote. Hindustan Times reported that the Pakistan ministry said that it was highly reprehensible that the seers who called for violence had neither expressed any regret nor the Indian government has condemned or taken any action against them so far, while an FIR against three people has been filed, no arrests have been made so far. The Pakistan ministry further added that hate speeches and toxic narratives against minorities, particularly Muslims and their persecution, were of concern to Pakistan's civil society. Last week, multiple videos emerged of Hindutva group members and seers calling for violence against Muslims during a dharm sansad, or religious parliament, held in Uttarakhand's Haridwar city between December 17th and December 19th. The speakers at the event had asked Hindus to buy weapons to commit genocide against Muslims. 
the Indian High Commission has not yet responded to summons by Pakistan, the Hindustan Times reported. Today, in a message to Congress workers on the party's 137th Foundation Day, Sonia Gandhi said, and I quote, Divisive ideologies anchored in hate and prejudice and which have no role whatsoever to play in our freedom movement are now causing havoc on the secular fabric of our society, end quote. This comes after Hindu religious leader Kalicharan Maharaj allegedly abused Mahatma Gandhi and praised his assassin, Nathuram Godse, in another dharam sansad which took place in Chhattisgarh on Sunday. The Hindu reported. A circular released by Jawaharlal Nehru University's Internal Complaints Committee has been criticised for making women responsible for their safety when it comes to sexual harassment. NDTV reported that the committee had uploaded the circular on the Varsity's website, saying it will organise a counselling session on sexual harassment on January 17th. Under the subhead, Why is the counselling session required? The circular said that it will make students aware of what consists of sexual harassment. The circular read, and I quote, the ICC, or the Internal Complaints Committee, has come across a number of cases where sexual harassment takes place among close friends. Boys generally cross, sometimes advertently, sometimes inadvertently, the thin line between friendships bantering and sexual harassment. Girls are supposed to know how to draw a tangible line between them and their male friends to avoid such harassments. End quote. GNU Students' Union President Aisha Ghosh, in a statement accessed by The Wire, said that the instruction in the circular seeks to blame the person who has been harassed. She further said that the remark could foster rampant harassment and create an unsafe space for women. The Internal Complaints Committee's presiding officer, Poonam Kumari, told the Indian Express that she gets several complaints about sexual harassment between close friends and that it was important for women and men to set boundaries. She said, and I quote, Girls also need to say it before the matter goes out of hand if they don't like being touched or hugged. These things need to be conveyed clearly. Otherwise, how will the person know what you want? These are small things which we will tell them about, along with all the rules and regulations of the ICC. End quote. Tesla CEO Elon Musk faced social media backlash on China's microblogging platform Weibo after China lodged complaints with the UN Space Agency. China said its space station had been forced to avoid collisions with satellites launched by Musk's Starlink Internet Services project, the BBC reported today. While Beijing claimed that the country's space station had two close encounters with Starlink satellites this year, the complaints have not been independently verified. The incidents occurred on July 1st and October 21st, according to a document submitted by China this month to the United Nations Office for Outer Space Affairs. In the document that is published on the agency's website, Beijing said, and I quote, For safety reasons, the China space station implemented preventive collision avoidance control, end quote. SpaceX did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the BBC. China also accused the US of putting astronauts in danger by ignoring obligations under outer space treaties. Furthermore, scientists have voiced concerns about the risks of collision in space and called on world governments to share information about the estimated 30,000 satellites and other space debris that are orbiting Earth. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.